We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 97.1 fm talk on demand audio Uh, i love having john ziegler on because he's going to get us fired up here this afternoon and i never know exactly what he's going to get all worked up about john how are you this afternoon, Zig? <laughs> I'm doing fine, Mark. Good to talk to you as always. Let me let me start with golf. You're a fanatic as I am. I think you're a much better player than I, but your thoughts on Tiger being back in the Genesis. We just I didn't know he didn't make the cut. He seemed to be on track earlier today. At one point I saw he was minus one. I thought, oh, maybe he can make the cut, but he didn't do it. Well, actually, he may still make the cut. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's going to come down right to the wire. I, I think he, I think there's probably about a 53% chance he's going to make the cut. Oh, okay. So, Depending um, on what the rest of the field, because they're still on the course right now in California, right? Yeah, the yeah, and it's still sunny out, and the greens tend to get a little bumpy in the afternoon. And um, statistically, the statistic gurus actually claim that he has a 73 Four percent chance of making the cut right now. There are actually people that that chart this stuff. I thought he looked when I was watching. He he seemed to be hitting the ball relatively well off the tee. And then every once in a while, I saw him on. I don't know if it was nine, but he just chunked one from about ninety yards out and didn't even make the green. Yeah, it was very so unlike he, Tiger. He, well, he's hit the ball great off the tee, uh, but he's he's definitely hit some very loose shots. His putting was terrible today. But it's it's insane that we're even having this discussion. I mean, this is a forty-seven-year-old man who is effectively physically handicapped, who is hasn't played a regular tour event in over two years. And he comes on a course that he doesn't traditionally play very well. And yesterday was just a phenomenal finish with him and Three birdies, Roy right? McElroy and yeah. Justin Thomas. And, and like I said, there's a decent chance he's going to play the weekend, which, uh, you know, frankly is absurd. And it just shows the, the greatness uh, that he has inside of him still to this day. Although I still, I think if he makes the cut, it's not going to go very well for him over yeah. the weekend. I, I just don't think he's physically capable of playing four rounds at a very high level. Just for a lot of reasons: one, the leg; two, the age; three, the back; four, the, the lack of play. You just can't play at this level playing a couple of times a year. It's just not possible. And then, and I also believe, uh, Mark, that I don't know if this is where you're going next, but I think part of tampon gate. Yes, I am going there next. <laughs> okay, well, why don't you go ahead and explain what that is about? Okay, so well, you want so uh, Justin Thomas and Tiger Woods, Roy McIlroy, they were the threesome yesterday, the first day of the Genesis, a uh, friendly competition between the players. I guess uh, Tiger Woods should not be out driving these these guys, but he outdrove by about 23 yards, Justin Thomas, and then after they got off the tee box, he slipped Justin Thomas as a joke, kind of guy humor, misogynistic as it is, a tampon. 
and that was caught on camera, and it became a cancellation exercise on Twitter, I suppose. That's a pretty good synopsis. Um, and then after the round today, Tiger uh, was forced to apologize. Uh, what really stunned me about it, at first, I, I was not surprised that there was some reaction. The, it was all the, the normal cast of characters. Christine Brennan is the most <laughs> virtue signaling oh sports reporter. Hey, it's in your the- old girlfriend. It's your fault. Yeah, I know. We dated for 15 minutes like 20 years ago. Um, it's not my fault. Although it actually is kind of my it actually, Mark, it actually is kind of my fault because the only reason Christine Brennan, and this is a true story, the only reason Christine Brennan covers golf is because of me. I was the one that convinced her in like 1995, 1996. She was doing figure skating at the time. And I said, um, you've got to start covering golf there's this guy by the name of tiger woods who's going to change the world golf is going to be where it's at for the next 20 25 years and she took my advice and she um has been covering golf ever since but she's basically a professional virtue signaler yes, yes. nobody nobody was more wrong about covid than she was not even dr fauci and uh among other things and she of course immediately jumped all over this it was this has had all the classic earmarks of a christine brennan story and i thought it might stay isolated to her and people like her but then the golf channel the the female anchor Kara banks on the golf channel went full christine brennan oh, no. to start their coverage today and i and and brandel chambly who's you know normally fairly level-headed of course was forced to go along with it right because when you're a co-anchor with a female and you're a white straight male you have no choice but to go along with what the female is saying so at that point i knew oh my god tiger's gonna have to apologize for this which he did um and look i actually think the only thing tiger did wrong here was he was kind of being uh, insensitive not to women but to his friend Justin Thomas. And here's why. This is something I'm going to mention no one else has connected to. This was really dumb for Tiger to do this with Justin because it was only a year ago or a year and a half ago, I guess, where Justin was nearly canceled for having muttered to himself oh, the F word right. when, when he left the putt short. And so, I mean, he lost endorsements and, you know, he had to go to therapy and all sorts of things. It wasn't, by the way, for people, it wasn't the F word that's only four letters. It was a different F word. Right. Yeah. No, it was the, the, yeah. the F word used for gay people. Right. And, right. And, and, and the implication was he left him, the putt short because he wasn't man enough. Well, to, to then, you know, use femininity. That's and, actually an interesting and, and, point, Zig. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I thought it was very insensitive of Tiger to bring Justin into this. Now he did it as discreetly as you possibly could in front of uh, you know <laughs> national television and thousands of people in the gallery. It's not like he held up the tampon right. and said, hey, he snuck it to him in his hand. To Justin right. Thomas. Right. I mean, he he handed it to him in a way that wasn't even noticed until someone happened to, to get a close-up photo. Of it, and so the the idea that this is somehow misogynistic or sexist, I think, is ridiculous. But I, I, as my as a friend, I think it was a mistake for Tiger to bring Justin into it, and Justin's reaction to it indicated to me that he was not real thrilled because he he dropped it right away, didn't he? He did not want any part of it, and (laughs) and I think he was probably thinking right back to the F word situation. 
Uh, interestingly, on my Twitter feed, I have a poll question out. What I just I just put up minutes before I came on with you, asking people what they thought about the uh, Tiger Woods doing this. And uh, there are four options: wrong, worthy of apology; wrong, no big deal; silly but harmless; hilarious, great fun. And right now, 60% of respondents say it was hilarious, great fun, uh, and only uh, 5% say it was wrong, worthy of apology. But that's the world yeah. we now live in, Mark. Well, I've heard where... from a lot of women this afternoon that thought it was great fun and funny. So, <clears throat> you know, if you don't like it, I guess you're you're probably the people that don't like it. They're not the golf fans anyway. It's it, well, it but, is but, what it is. It, you know, but, we don't have to make a big a... deal out of everything. But but Mark, here's here's why this is a serious issue. Okay, this is why it's serious. It's not going to damage Tiger Woods, you know, from a commercial standpoint or fan base or anything like that. This story will be over because he was forced to apologize, whatever. But here's what's going to happen. If Tiger Woods can't get away with this, right, that means nobody can get away with something like that. And it has a massive chilling effect on any kind of joke, not just in celebrity world, but in the real world. Because now we've now set a new rule of what you're not allowed to do, even if you're Tiger Woods and you're doing it discreetly. So that it has an impact on society, which I think is very negative. And basically it's the death of comedy, it's the death of fun, and everybody is, is offended by everything. They're offended by everything. It drives me nuts. Now, this would be something, let's see your reaction to this, that there were some people that were maybe justifiably offended by. I'm, I'm offended by him uh, well outside of what he said yesterday morning. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that, I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and Maybe 40s. What do you talk? Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. If you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, yeah. 30s, and 40s. Yeah, Google it, Zig. Now uh, that was interesting, <laughs> and I think he wants to get fired. And by the way, I don't know that he makes it through the weekend. What do you think? Well, you know, I actually know people who know Don Lemon, and and I know people who know the situation in CNN pretty well. Um, the first thing that it's interesting about Don Lemon is that uh, he is actually not a liberal. He actually plays the part of a liberal. That might be shocking to people. It was shocking to me. He, in, his, in his real life, he is actually a moderate to center-right person. But no he way. Yes, I'm being Seriously? totally serious. I'm being totally serious. Okay. Completely wow. serious. Well, that's even more and disappointing it, that he's that it, fake. Well, but that it, but if you watch him carefully, it comes out by accident every once in a while, and you could kind of argue that it did there because you know while that's not a right or left thing, it's certainly an un-PC thing, oh, yeah. right? Um, and so, uh, and it's certainly not a woke thing to be talking about a woman's prime in their twenties, thirties, and forties. First of all, the statement was bizarre in that. We're not talking about your your prime as a supermodel. We're talking about your prime as a presidential candidate. Well, and, you know, the thing, the Google thing, because clearly he had done it, what they refer to there is childbearing. That, that's the only thing that that's referring to with, uh, right. with yeah. So Right. And as, and as my wife said this morning, if you think a woman's prime mentally or professionally is in their 20s, good luck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, not my, at all. My, wife is, my wife is like, I don't want a woman in the 20s making any decisions for anybody. <laughs> I mean, she's so she's in her forties, um, and so uh, you know, I I I I didn't understand it from a 
To me, if you're going to die on a hill, it ought to be a hill that at least makes some sense, right? This doesn't. This doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. You said you. You think he wants to be fired? I, I don't know that this is what I would do if I wanted to get fired, right? I mean, if I there's plenty of other things he could do, plenty of other hills he could die on if he wanted to get fired. It has been my understanding, and I am not. I don't have this, you know, from the direct source, but I have this from people in the know that he is on the way out anyway, um, and that this that the move from to move him to mornings was part of the process of getting rid of him. And and it, it's clear that the morning show has not worked. Uh, this proved it beyond any oh, shadow yeah. of a doubt. Right. Um, and it would not shock me if this is the end for him. I don't know whether or not today's absence was scheduled or not, as was claimed. But, um, you know, I don't know about the weekend. I don't know. I, I, I will be pretty stunned if he's still at CNN you know, for much longer. Well, I'd be Regardless. shocked if he's back on the set with, with Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins because he already has this issue with Caitlin Collins that's been publicized where he drove her to tears. They were not happy with him. So it is. But the bigger issue for CNN, you know, Chris Lick comes in. He wants to make some changes. I don't know eventually what he's going to do because they're so out of touch over there, John. Those ratings are terrible. By the way, it just occurred to me, you know, I don't think that the Tiger thing helps Don Lemon at all. I, I think I mean just maybe subconsciously, like if you're making the decisions, this is this might be a really good time to get rid of Don Lemon over something like this. I, I'm, that's just I'm just throwing that out there. Um, but as far as CNN is concerned, uh, I think they're in a really tough spot because you know, and this was always going to be the case. Once Trump and COVID were over, what was going to happen to their audience? Right? I mean, they 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 built. A, an entire business model based upon Trump and then COVID, and now those are gone. So what do they do to do to juice ratings? They can't do it. They, they don't have any credibility as a as a middle ground network. And frankly, I think you know there has been some effort there clearly to go away from being super woke and super left, which I don't think really helps them in a rating situation because. They're all they're doing is jettisoning what's left of their liberal audience. They're not gaining any conservative audience, and the middle people don't watch cable news on a regular basis. And that you know, and so that's the the inherent problem with journalism today is that the the ratings and the money is on the fringes. It's not in the middle where journalism really ought to be. And so I don't know what the solution to that is. Um, I do know that there's some some interesting things going on at the highest levels of CNN, and it's going to be very uh, fascinating to see how this all yeah. works its way out. But I I don't you know if I've, I I have some theories about what they ought to do, but I, I doubt I'm going to be listened to. Was the Bill Mar is the Bill Mar thing final? Are they giving him a show on Friday night? I believe that his. He's doing like a secondary show, right. like his after show is now going to be on on Friday nights. But, of course, he doesn't do a show every, you know, 52 weeks a year. So I don't know what they're going to do, like, during the, his off periods. Um, I think it's a great idea. I, I, You know, they're owned by the same company now. See, that's part of what's happening at CNN is that they, they changed ownership again. And the same people that own HBO own CNN. And so um, – and Bill Maher, I think, fits with uh, part of what they're trying to do, which is this anti-woke business. And you know, Maher is a liberal, but he's an anti-woke liberal. 
And so I think that that kind of fits, especially on a Friday night, uh, with what CNN's trying to do. And I agree with – I think that's – I can't believe we're living in a world where I am now a fan of Bill Maher, but that's where we are oh, me now. Me too. Me too. I have featured him quite a bit on Audio Cut of the Day. John Ziegler is here. He, of course, is uh, co-host of the new podcast, The Death of Journalism, longtime contributor here to my show. Let me take you back to the Nikki Haley topic. Let's talk about the politics of Nikki Haley and yeah. whether or not that, that even has any kind of shot. Well, I think it's very significant um, because and I think it's very telling that while Donald Trump is trying to crap all over Ron DeSantis before he's even a candidate, that Donald Trump hasn't said a word about Nikki Haley, even though Nikki Haley said very clearly she would not run for president if Donald Trump did. So somehow Ron DeSantis, who hasn't even declared yet, is, is disloyal when DeSantis never even worked for Trump. But Nikki Haley was his U.N. ambassador, said she wouldn't run. If he ran, he runs, she runs, and there's no talk against her. Why? Well, because Trump knows that she is a potentially incredibly important weapon in this whole deal. Uh, in order for Trump to beat DeSantis, he needs multiple candidates. He probably needs four or five viable candidates, and she is is probably the most of all the viable, partially because she's a woman, uh, but also because she's someone who is friendly to MAGA country. Uh, he's obviously worked for Donald Trump, and so... I think Trump – and there, by the way, there was a poll out last week, Mark, that showed this dramatically. If you have DeSantis versus Trump head-to-head, DeSantis wins. If you add Haley – Oh, no, I get Trump, it. Yeah. Trump, yeah. Trump wins. And it's not by a lot. We're not talking about huge margins here, but it's not going to take a huge amount of, uh, of voters. I mean, if, if Haley is in the 10 percent range, that makes her very significant. And I believe that Haley, assuming this goes as, as people expect – and DeSantis gets in, I think Haley's going to be a human barometer because if she's not attacking anybody, that means that, you know, it's going to be a very close race and she's hedging her bets for vice president. If she starts attacking Trump, then that means she thinks that DeSantis is going to be the winner. And if she starts attacking DeSantis, that means she thinks Trump's going to be the winner. It's going to be pretty – she's going to be the human barometer of this race. But, Zig, how in the world <clears> – <throat> with Snark – how in the world will Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, even get in this race when he's now been endorsed by George Soros, according to God? Guy in St. Louis, uh, Jim Hoff, the Gateway Pundit, and Carrie uh, Lake tweets out this morning, the kiss of death, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis endorsed by George Soros. Would you like to explain why that's so cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, or should I? Oh, my God. Um, I'm nuts. happy to do it. Yeah, I mean, do. Uh, you know, I used, to, I used to really like Carrie Lake, um, but she has gone completely insane uh, since losing in Arizona, a race that she blew because she insulted John McCain voters four days before the election. And um, and basically what just happened was that she did retweet this article by Jim Hoff, who's also a crackpot. Uh, you know, I, I met him uh, at the screening many, many years ago of my movie. Yeah, no, he's a crackpot, though, for us. unfortunately. Um, yeah. and, and so, um, and, you know, he, basically what happened here is Soros predicted that DeSantis would beat Trump. Yeah, he didn't endorse. He it, just predicted that he would be the nominee, right? Right. Predicted. Yeah. He predicted. That's not an endorsement. That is a prediction. And by the way, I didn't even know this until that article got put out there. People started responding to it. The, the primary funder of Trump Tower in Chicago was George Soros, people. Oh, I didn't know that. That's <laughs> awesome. So, so the idea that somehow. 
now the Trump people are going, see, see, DeSantis can't say that because it's, that's ridiculous. Because oh, that's a great nugget. Sig. Trump yeah. is just hilarious. That is I mean, hilarious. I can't even believe that. So that's a good one to kind of put back in the um, in in the you know arsenal. All right. One more topic, just because I've noticed some things on Twitter and everybody's sort of buzzing about the athletes that are dying. You, you've gotten pretty aggressive on the vaccine tweets, haven't you? Well, uh, you know, just a real, real quick, quick recap. I was all in on the vaccines at the beginning, um, and then as the data started coming in, I on efficacy, I was like, "Wait a minute, they don't really do Not that right. much." Yep. Um, and and I've been very, very, very hesitant to go to the idea that they're killing people. But I think where I've been most aggressive is this Demar Hamlin situation, and uh, the and I. The DeMar Hamlin situation to me is the smoking gun that something is going on here. The idea that we were told that that was commodio cordis, this thing where you get hit right in the heart by a a blunt force object with no padding at exactly the wrong time and your heart stops, which happens like occasionally to teenage boys playing baseball, um, it it was ridiculous. And the fact that, that Dr. Fauci claimed that clearly that was what it was, to me said, okay, whoa, 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 what's going on here? But I was still willing to say, okay, maybe there's another explanation. Maybe there's, there's you know, pre-existing conditions. Maybe there's something else that we're not aware of. But then when he gave that ridiculous, very strange answer to Michael Strahan, who, by the way, you got to give props. bizarre. Yeah. But you got to give props to Michael Strahan. I mean, this is where the media world we now live in now, where, the, where occasionally journalism breaks out by accident by a former football player. Michael Strahan asking really two or three of the best questions that could be asked, and and Demar Hamlin doesn't not just answer them. Says he doesn't he want pauses. to answer. Right. He, he yeah. pauses for like eight seconds and then says on the what caused my cardiac arrest question. That's something I don't want to get into. And I, I mean, what what what? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think I think my, I don't know. You don't know what was edited out, but I, I could I could see a, a little window there for Michael or whoever's interviewing Dam, Demar Hamlin to say, okay, well, why why is that? You realize that people think that the vaccine. I don't know. They, there were follow ups, but I'm with you because that was a very strange answer. Well, it's exactly the answer. Let's be clear. It doesn't prove that it was the vaccines, but if it was the vaccines. That's exactly the answer you would give. You were trying to be as honest as possible, That's right? True. You'd be right. like, you'd be like, um, I really don't want to get into this. I really don't want to touch this. This is going to be terrible for me. Uh, I'm thinking, of, but the only, but all of it was strange, Mark, because clearly somebody would have prepped him for that, right? I mean, this is not, he's not, it was not a shocking no. question to be asked. No. Why did you suddenly drop dead? And there was a long pause. You know, when I played, when I played the audio on the air, we, we edited out the pause and I pointed out because it was several, he thought about that for, for a while. <laughs> the pause was as, a, as long as it was between the tackle and the cardiac arrest. I mean, it was, At least. It was pronounced. Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, it, and, uh, I found I've spent on my podcast is that the journalism I spent the more, most recent episode uh, episode 33 just out yesterday I spent about 40 minutes breaking down every element of of this interview and I got to tell you I I actually think that the only explanation I can come up with from a media standpoint that explains everything is that everybody at ABC is so clueless and in such a bubble that none of them ever thought someone was going to go to the vaccines on his answer, which is why it didn't get censored out. I mean, because if you think about this logically, if they were really that concerned about people thinking this was the vaccines, right, 
They would have they would have just simply edited it out, but they didn't. But so so why do you not edit it out, but also not make an issue of it? Because if you're not that clueless and you have to realize people are going to go there, why not address it on the air? So it, it, none of this makes sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I'm, I guess if they would have edited it out, someone would have called them out for editing it out. By the way, this comes on the heels. There's another study, and you and I have talked about this, and the lack of attention from Dr. Fauci, who was just announced as the commencement speaker here at Wash U, which has its own problems with a transgender clinic. But the um, the Lancet put out some some studies that said, look, not that this will surprise a lot of people listening right now, immunity acquired from COVID itself provides just as much protection as the vaccine. Some of us said that in the past, right, John? Conspiracy theorists did that, Mark. <laughs> Conspiracy theorists. Zig, have a great weekend. You too, All right, we'll see you, man. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 